0: Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, President Trump is leading the charge in trying to get 100 million vaccines ready by fall, 200 million ready by December, and 300 million ready by January. Truly, this is Operation Warp Speed.
1: That's a lot of vaccines to get ready in a small period of time. And we talked about Operation Warp Speed about a month ago. It is a Manhattan-style project, like when they developed the atomic bomb, which they keep using that term, Manhattan-style project, because it's a collection of billionaires and corporations and pharmaceutical companies that are all getting together to, behind closed doors, and they've been doing this kind of covertly up until now, create these vaccines. And the way that they're doing it, one of their methods is they are mass producing the vaccines as they are testing them so that they'll be ready as soon as it tests but the catch is that if it fails then you throw out all those vaccines that's billions of dollars wasted and it's billions of dollars that is taxpayer funded and when it comes to the comparison to the manhattan style project a lot of people died as a result of the manhattan style project i would i recall i believe
0: well, it's funny that you should say that. You are almost scooped me. I didn't uh, I'm sorry. tell you what my... No, that's okay. <laughs> just, that's fine. I'm just saying it's authentic in that I was actually... Something that, that stuck out in my mind was that John Roberts today on Fox said... They call it the Manhattan Project, but the difference is Manhattan Project was designed to kill people, and this is designed to save people. But here's the thing. Everything... That they, quote, they, people like don't say they. Okay. They in this case, World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, Johns Hopkins, every government in the world, basically. Those are the they in this case, in the Manhattan Project, it was the defense departments, so that govern all the Allied governments, whatever. You can pretty much pretty much figure out who they is. But they, no matter who they is in the circumstances, always use the concept, the the excuse of saving lives for when they are killing people. So with the Manhattan Project, they didn't say, hey, this is a project so we can kill a lot of people. They said this project will save lives. And there's a couple of things about that that are relevant here, especially to some some of the stuff I've been thinking lately is that with this fast track thing, they're going to throw away the vaccines, whatever. If you look at Bill Gates's experience with the polio vaccine and Jonas Salk's experience with the polio vaccine, it gave people polio. The, the paralysis was more a result of the vaccine than of polio itself, at least in the Bill Gates situation. And... That So you think they're just going to throw them all out. But as Kellyanne Conway said today, we are getting approvals. You know, we're so great. Trump has torn down all these regulations. We're getting approvals in weeks that used to take years. And my last point on the killing people, I was reading the book on the Unabomber. So I read read the Unabomber's book, which was really fascinating. But just to, to put it in perspective, I read his bio, which actually started with a quote. I don't have it handy, but the quote was, everybody from... Nazis to the Unabomber say that they're killing people for the good of mankind. That is what they're saying they're doing. The Nazis didn't say, we are psychopaths. We like to kill people. Yeah. They said, we're doing this for a good cause.
1: Yeah, that's how and it's always Unabomber done. the yeah.
0: Unabomber too. Yeah, so, so this thing isn't, it is not... They and I'm not a big fan of regulations, but I do, as you know, like consequences. I like people to have recourse for the actions. But when Trump himself said we are tearing down old barriers to getting this thing out there, that is straight at a event 201. And when you pull down the liability protections, you change people's behavior, it becomes riskier and you have no recourse. You're really exposed to other people's mistakes and they have no reason to curb themselves.
1: Absolutely. That's how they get people to get involved in a movement is by telling them it's for the greater good. It's for their own survival of of mankind. And then people get involved in something, they get so physically and psychologically invested in it that by the time they realize that it's actually killing or hurting people, they're already in. Their hands are already bloody.
0: And they're and they're writing the history books and they're controlling the narrative and also the repercussions. So I, I heard them say that that Cuomo is being held responsible by some, the governor of New York, for returning COVID patients or allowing COVID patients to stay in long-term care facilities. Now, I don't actually think it's COVID is the problem in those places. I don't know exactly what what his responsibility is. But I know with the New Jersey situation, these protocols, I'm beginning to think more and more that these protocols are the main reason that they're high quality. It all targets old people. A lot of this stuff is targeting old people. They're telling them just stay home. It doesn't affect kids at all, probably because kids aren't in the clutches of the healthcare system. They couldn't really make it happen this way if it were just for kids. So I see these guys... I, I'm more and more convinced that this thing is entirely iatrogenic. I can't believe I stumbled upon that word just when it became so What is that relevant. word again? I, iatrogenic is when, and it's a really common cause of illness. It's when medical care gives you the a disease or uh, a, a health problem. And the reason it's so common is that, that, That it'll give you, the way it works a lot of times is it will exacerbate the symptoms. So like HIV and AZT, the low T-cell count is a consequence of AZT, but they attributed it to HIV or AIDS. So as your T-cell count dropped from AZT, they would give you more AZT. And then the T-cell count, this happens to my brother, I saw it. So... This is how those things tend to make a disease seem more prevalent because the treatment that they're using actually is correlated to the symptoms that are attributed to the disease. It's insidious, and that, but it's very common, and I feel like that's part of the problem.
1: Yeah, and people are volunteering for these trials, these human testing trials, where they are going to be injected with COVID-19, this is what the trial says on its face, like 60-year-old women are volunteering to get this disease, which is said to be deadly to them, so that they can see if the vaccine works. And there was uh, some articles about the ethics of doing this, but they're getting people to voluntarily do it, kind of like they got people to voluntarily sacrifice themselves at war by convincing them, like you said, it's for the greater good. Inject me with this thing that could potentially harm me or kill me.
0: Well, speaking of the overlap with the military, Spiro, our friend Spiro, who I think we have to talk to him again soon, like we're so I'm just fascinated with with all the work he's doing. One thing he did yesterday was just kind of analyze what Trump Trump's presser or his conversation with the uh, uh, Fox business about getting these vaccines out and how they're training, mobilizing the military Healthcare workers, private sector, and the military. So, like a real fascist operation, a real war effort to get out and inject people with these kind of ready made syringes. So it is really going to be like apocalypse now. Just rip the sleeve off and, yeah. psh, you know, whatever, put it in their arm. Yeah. He played and, the
1: quote of Trump saying that the military was going to get him out there quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: He played the clips and and he went into some depth about some of the vaccines they're looking at, these genetic altering vaccines. He did an interview with Kaufman. Uh, Andrew Kaufman, who said that those those will alter your genes. And some of the vaccines that they're talking about are have a nanotech that's never been used before. And it's going to deliver. I mean, really nanotech gene altering technology in in the hundreds of millions. And they're saying like Trump was kind of implying that young people didn't really need it so much. But if they're making 300 million vaccinations, who's not getting it?
1: Genetically engineered cyborgs is what you're telling me.
0: Well, I think it's just going to mess people up. Like, I don't actually think you're going to have super people. Well, you, you can think. be a
1: genetically engineered cyborg that doesn't have well, any powers.
0: Okay, but do you think that it's an artificial thing that they're putting in your genes? Isn't a cyborg a, a connection? A, well, this, uh,
1: the nanotechnology is a cyborg aspect, for from my perspective, because that's technology, right? No, that's uh, that's not natural.
0: I i i don't know. I don't know if you can if a nanotech can be a biological operative, like an enzyme or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. if Yeah, I don't know.
1: A Turkish soccer player has been arrested recently for killing his son, his five-year-old son, while he was in the hospital and while the kid had the coronavirus. What happened was that he was in the hospital room and he suffocated him. And then he called the the doctors and nurses and they came in He said, my son's having trouble breathing, and they checked him, and and he died, and the death was ruled, coronavirus death, no further investigation. They buried him. Guy got away with it. Sometime later, he confessed. I don't know why he confessed. They had to exhume the body. They exhumed the body after his confession, so he had gotten away with it because they were so eager to accept that it was a coronavirus death, which made me wonder how many other people have gotten away with murder by hiding Boy, behind the coronavirus death diagnosis? Have,
0: they shouldn't even have publishi- publicized that story. Like I think that in a better world, it would be kind of morally wrong to give people that idea, but that I think so they have the it already. Yeah, like I that, think they put that I think they'll put that stuff out there knowing full well that it makes the situation worse.
1: Yeah, it reminded me of that woman and her husband that had the the yes, chloroquine in the fish tank. They blamed, she knew she could blame it on Trump and people would accept it. But then sometime later they started investigating her for doing that. So these are the consequences of classifying everything as COVID. No questions asked. If you are you're giving you're giving a shield to criminals. It pisses me off.
0: absolutely. And the, and the, uh, just so you know, that as predicted, it's not ending anytime soon. They're already calling it the second wave in Spain.
1: I know, I noticed that. Already. They talk about it as though it's already here and it's about to come, kind of like hurricane season, you know?
0: Yes, this reminds me of, so we've been talking about the meat thing and I read, I tweeted an article, maybe it was Vox or Vice, whatever, same thing. And they were saying, that we're going to ch- it's going to change the way we think about food forever and dean made the excellent point of saying that it's like inception where they're in there have you seen that movie yeah they're in there deep in your dreams trying to implant an idea that you then think is yours and i think that really gets to an a, an interesting element of that that level of propaganda.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what that is actually called, that term, in propaganda literature right after this break from our sponsors.
0: What's up, guys?
1: With everything going on in the world right now, it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food. Or, if you're like me, to learn how to grow your own food. Something that I've wanted to learn how to do for a long, long time because I want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, one of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it. And they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. And the best part about it is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there all the time if I could. They would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there in the meantime. You can check out their website at neighborsfeedandseed.com. That's neighborsfeedandseed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the propaganda report sent you. Propaganda that causes people to think it comes from within them creates resonance. That's the term that they use. You need to create resonance in that audience to seed the information so that it, it, births from inside of them and they do what you intended them to do from the very beginning
0: wow so it's kind of a uh it goes hand in hand with stove piping
1: yes it does very interesting
0: so uh just one practical tip that people are saying is many people responded to my tweet this way saying you just access local Growers like there's you might not realize it, but there are probably farms in your area or like a butcher shop who can just doesn't go through the big meat processing plants. And it's a great way to give those people support, maybe blow off some of those. Maybe they can grab some of the cows out of the herds that are going to get destroyed. I don't know. But yeah, think outside the box.
1: Speaking of thinking outside the box, I have the most interesting form of civil disobedience I've ever come across, and this is out of Hong Kong. An ice cream shop in Hong Kong has added a new flavor to their selection. The flavor is called tear gas. As a reminder of all the protests that occurred last year, and I know that everybody is wondering, how is it? How does tear gas ice cream taste? Well, we have a testimonial from a customer who has been tear gassed, so she knows what it feels like and tastes like. Anita Wong, who experienced tear gas at a protest, said about the new flavor, It tastes like tear gas. It feels difficult to (laughs) breathe at first, and it's really... Repugnant and irritating. It makes me want to drink a lot of water immediately. I think it's a flashback that reminds me of how painful I felt in the movement and that I shouldn't forget.
0: Dude, I absolutely want to
1: taste tear
0: gas ice cream.
1: A lot of people did. Apparently, it was a hot seller. It was one of their best sellers until the coronavirus thing came in, which I found interesting that people would eat something that made them feel like they were under the spell of tear gas, yet only if they were allowed to be in the ice cream shop, according to the shutdown orders.
0: Oh my goodness, that's complicated.
1: A couple of other interesting things about that is the ice cream shop owner said that he tested out a bunch of different ways. I mean, he was going for that stingy, that punchy, wow. he was going I wonder for what tear he did with it,
0: citric acid, I bet.
1: He did put the ingredients in there. I don't have them easily at hand, but he spoke on the condition of anonymity. Am- dale- 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 I can never say yeah, that word when it. I need anonymity. to. Anonymity. He was anonymous when he spoke. That's yes, an easier perfect. way to put it. And I found that kind of interesting. But the reason he was anonymous is because he was worried about crackdown from the Chinese government and the Hong Kong <that- that- 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 officials. Sure. <laughs> as though it's really difficult to find the ice cream shop that's selling tear gas flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Which one could Good it be? Good point.
0: Good point. I would put in citric acid, pop rocks, and ghost pepper extract. I think That is what I would I think. Put. Ghost Take it pepper, from a cocktail crap. That
1: or- was in there. I think ghost pepper uh, extract was in there. It made me wonder how this could be applied over here to our protest. Perhaps we have like a a yogurt that makes you feel like you're inside the collapsing Twin Towers.
0: How does that relate?
1: What they did is they're protesting by doing something that they suffered, that made them suffer. Through- yeah, but
0: we're suffering from oppression in a different I have to think about that. Yeah, it could be anything. What is the symbol of our oppression? I have been looking and looking to try to find protests to see what we can do because, like, I don't think marching on Washington is going to work and I can't, like, tell people yeah, to go. I
1: wasn't but serious I was, about that type of flavoring. I was just comparing.
0: Yeah, uh, but... I was listening to this presser about the vaccines and I heard horns in the background, horns, 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 horns. big semi horns. And I thought, and they're like, Oh, I was wondering if they were protesting the lockdown or what. And Trump was like, Oh, they're supporters. There's a people. truckers have been protesting in DC. It looks like since May 1st and they've been, this is the thing. So today they got kind of got crossways with, the motor coach protests so so it seems to me all the protests are in vehicles And I was like, oh, wow, are they in there protesting the lockdown? Neither of them is really protesting the lockdown. We are going full Europe now. The truckers are protesting lower rates. And I actually, I should have dug in, like, what rates are, like, kind of federally set that they would be there protesting rates? I guess there are some, but, or maybe they're just trying to get attention. They have not been getting attention, I can tell you. But the motor coaches, I was horrified. They're not protesting the lockdown so they can get back to business. They're protesting for handouts from Congress, for bailouts and stuff specifically targeted to the motor coach industry. And this reminds me of what I think I was saying yesterday, or I can't remember, about when I was at the Obamacare rallies and people, and this was the same time they were having anti-austerity rallies in Europe. And I was thinking, you guys are begging for handouts and we're just begging for liberty we're just trying to keep them from taking control of everything. And this is what happens. You have to, instead of, uh, instead of voting with your feet or making your own decisions or keeping your money in your pocket, like what happens with liberty, you have to, you have to get a rally together and, and beg legislators to vote for you to get money for your business. It is, it is not a good system.
1: Yeah. Everybody wants those free those handouts right now. A lot of people don't want to open back up. There's a conflict going on for sure. And we are, they are getting these conflicting messages, too. Like, really, they're amping up the conflict in the messages.
0: They would take and open up. They don't they're not against the I don't I don't think they want to stay home. Keep they're not making a health statement. They're just they just want theirs. And that's what like makes me nervous is that yeah. everybody's just adapting to the fact that the government makes all the decisions about everything.
1: Yeah. There was an addition to Trump's campaign website yesterday. It's pretty interesting. You know the 404 error? Yes, I do. We do know that error. When it happens on Trump's website now, an image of a befuddled Joe Biden appears. <laughs> and there's a quote beneath it that says, you look as lost as me.
0: That's cute. Yeah, it's That's a nice jab. I wonder jab. if he, Yeah, I guess if it's a parody you can get away with that. He might have a little beef, but it's certainly. Well, no, I guess it's okay if they're doing it, but I I want to start calling Joe Biden Joey the Chin because people in New York remember Vinny the Chin used to walk around in in his bathrobe and everything cuz he was on trial for murder. And he wanted to act like he was senile. So yeah, okay. he would just walk okay. around in his bathrobe. Everybody knew Vinny the Chin because it went on for ye- for months anyway. The trial went on and he would just walk around. And he's the guy that Uncle June was crafted after.
1: Uncle in the sopranos when
0: Uncle Junior was, was on trial. So he... I don't know, acted like he was addled or something stupid, but that was based on Vinny the Chin. So I think Joe Biden's faking because not 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 for any reason or I would say the main reason I think he's faking is that he's he he's it is a criminal thing. Like, I think that they are knee deep in big, big crime and he is going to get away with it. Nobody's ever going to investigate it. People conservatives feel sorry for him. People feel sorry for him. Yeah. and But here's the thing. So this vaccine stuff and some of the other things seem to be, rumor has it, eroding support of Trump's base.
1: I saw yeah. that too. I don't know if I quite believe it, but I Maybe did see wherever. that.
0: I mean, I don't even know how much that matters. I don't know how legit the votes are. I really don't know what's real and what's not when it comes to how people get elected. Yeah. But if that's the, you know, even if it's just that the propaganda is foreshadowing how they're going to orchestrate it, I don't know. But of course, there is always the chance that if Trump loses, Biden wins and his VP takes over pretty soon thereafter.
1: I think that's a good possibility if he were chance, to yeah. actually win. I still, I still think Trump's going to win. I and would it, think so. It does help Biden to, to get that sympathy. And especially right now with the Tara Reid allegation stuff going on. He was on MSNBC during a virtual town hall last night. And he told people not to vote for him if they believe Tara Reid. And he said that he wouldn't vote for him. If he believed Tara Reid,
0: which he then said he's
1: voting for Michelle Obama, <laughs> does he that, believe so. her?
0: Does he not even remember?
1: <laughs> no, that's why he doesn't. He's Like he, I don't know. No, yeah, Tell he's, me what. <laughs> he's voting for Michelle Obama. So, does he
0: wear a mask? Because he's kind of old.
1: It's virtual, so he's in his own house.
0: Oh, I see it.
1: Okay. He's been he's in, in his basement and appearing on the show with him. He's
0: in his basement.
1: Yeah, that's what he says. Why? That's what everybody says. You have to be in your basement. Nobody's like, I'm in my upstairs (laughs) living room. It's always in the basement.
0: So people, so they're suggesting that they themselves are distancing from the people they are living with, is that... I think that's part of it, yeah. and I think another I know that's aspect, what Chris Cuomo was pretending to do.
1: Another aspect is just this <laughs> idea that everybody always does virtual Zoom and Skype stuff from their basements instead of
0: from <laughs> Which upstairs. Is like, usually if it's on Wi-Fi, that's a lot of times the worst place. Yeah, I know. You want
1: to be closer to the Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, I plug into the...
1: Well, so appearing on the show... The actually, last night there was two appearances on different networks that were kind of similar. Keisha Lance Bottoms and Stacey Abrams were kind of dueling to talk about how racist America is on separate networks. Keisha Lance Bottoms was on the TMZ Live show where she talked about how she fears for her son's life because of the Arbery case and how America's the most racist place in the world and how the talk that she's going to have to have with her children and other people like her are going to have to have with her children. She's now going to have to warn African American kids that in broad daylight, somebody who's hunting them could come up and shoot them when they're jogging. That was the message that she was delivering. While Stacey Abrams, on the other hand, appearing alongside Joe Biden, was asked if this was an audition for the VP, which they kind of laughed off. And then Abrams went on to talk about how in-person voting is super, super important. One, because 52 people already got COVID when they were forced to vote in Wisconsin in person. 52 already got it. So we have to stop that. And because of what happened in 2018, of course, she's alluding to her getting the election stolen from her, which is all just a bunch of nonsense.
0: (laughs) and There's no evidence to it.
1: And then she talked about how racist America is. And Joe Biden just smiled endearingly and lovingly the whole time.
0: What's interesting is for her to say how racist America is when she got her start on the path to president of the world. At a really prestigious, privately funded high school program for people of color. Tell you right thing. And then, so it was targeting for her a benefit. Then she gained acceptance into, I think it's something like eight, eight world class internships from the State Department to the Marshall Fund to Kissinger's U.S. Oil. So. She is not personally experiencing a sick. It's like when people who claim that a woman can't get ahead because of her reproductive system were horrified at Sarah Palin, who got knocked, knocked up when she was 18, had a kid with down syndrome when she was running for vice president and her daughter got knocked up while she was running for vice president. All those kids were born and all these people continued to pursue their other activities. I just I think that the narrative from the left doesn't always hold up when it's being spouted or pointed to somebody who is defying it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Of the claims she made last night without giving any evidence, she said and she's talking about this in the context of the need for these voting measures, the mail in ballots. She said there is no mail in ballot fraud of consequence. That's a fact. It's not a fact, actually. But she says it is, and then she said that they, which we've talked before about who they is, and sometimes we say they without attributing it to others. Well, she did the same thing. She just kind of randomly said they don't want voices of people suffering from COVID to be heard. I don't, I haven't heard that yet. You have COVID, I don't want you heard, and they don't want people suffering from a collapsed economy to be heard.
0: Oh my
1: god! I know it's (laughs) (laughs) mind-boggling. These blanket statements—they mean absolutely nothing. I don't know.
0: It's beyond nothing. It's almost contradictory. Yeah. And and I will say that with the voting, the details are the only thing that matters. So Garland likes mail-in voting, but it has to be done according to the uh, something that can be audited and traced and executed fairly. So always with the voting, the devil is in the details. But you know, voting—I'm not even a huge fan of voting.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. I am yeah, I just People don't like this, but I am I'm, I'm all about get out the don't vote. You try to force me to vote, they try to get you to fall in one category or the other. If everybody didn't vote, then they would have no power. I know that's not practical, but it's true. Yeah,
0: and I actually don't even think voting is a good way to decide what the government's power is we have a foundational documents that lay out the limits of government objective law we have case yeah. law we have all that stuff like the voting should be extremely insignificant
1: yeah here's and what the legislation vote,
0: yeah, right. should be narrow execute it just should be virtually meaningless
1: yeah it's voting is distilling a complicated complex political world and questions down into a yes-no question, and that's well, where we have our powers, yes or no.
0: That's how they present it, but it really shouldn't even be that. What it really is is just is just electing representatives to act in, like a- executives, governor and whatever, it's just to execute laws, so they really should have virtually no power, and then the legislators are supposed to be operating within some very narrowly defined areas, so they- We're voting for people to change things as if we have this this, like pure democracy where you can just vote for everything to change overnight, in which case you're always going to have a 51% pandering and the 49% are going to be eventually a slave class, which I think is pretty much what we have.
1: Yep. One final blanket statement that she made. She said, they don't want people suffering from the cowardice of Donald Trump to be heard. Don't know what that means, but that these were her justifications for why they're trying to oppress the vote. These empty blanket statements that mean she didn't nothing. Explain? Not one not one bit of explanation for any of that.
0: And what did the who was talking to her?
1: It was Lawrence O'Donnell and Joe Biden. Joe Biden's just smiling like, like he's a grandfather watching a protege and But the
0: media guy was like, well, he was probably just humming cartoons. He's just yeah, songs in his head.
1: Disagree. Lawrence, with O'Donnell, everything she oh, he said. wasn't
0: Pressing her at all on, could you explain that?
1: No pressing whatsoever. Only blowing, only praising, only loving. Is he the stop the hammering guy? Have you ever heard that, Lawrence O'Donnell?
0: No, I know what Lawrence O'Donnell looks like. He kind of looks like Chris, whatever. He's a,
1: yeah, he's just Matthews.
0: But I do have some stuff about Trump. I have stuff about the, wait, I'm looking at your list, not mine. Hungary, that guy Burr. We got lots more. We'll do it in the Patron 15. And I'm so looking forward to the disappearing patron party. Oh my gosh, I really I've been.
1: (laughs) I am (laughs) my mouth's been
0: watering since I put my cocktail (laughs) recipe out.
1: And I have some new developments on the Brunswick shooting, the Arbury case that is really interesting, taking kind of a turn that I will talk about in the Patron 15. You guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We'll talk to you guys next time.